This is Strength and Vulnerability, the podcast. It's not easy being vulnerable, but when you are, amazing things happen. Hear women share their stories. Today I'm interviewing Christine Norris. I'm super excited because I have been trying to get a hold of this woman for quite some time. She's super busy. She runs her own salon in Southern California, as well as works in a salon right outside of Nashville, Tennessee. She's also in the gym a lot and winning bodybuilding competitions. Did I mention she's a mom of two? She's pretty amazing and super inspiring. I hope you love her story as much as I do. No, I'm serious. Like, I'm kind of obsessed. I told you, no, when I wake up in the morning and I work out, the first thing I think is, I'm up. It's so early. God, I hate this. Christina's up. I got to get my ass out of bed and I need to go work out. I told you this, yeah, right? She did. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, like, your routine. Like, how does this happen? How does winning bodybuilding championships happen? Uh, a lot of structure, yeah. discipline. Um, rigidness. <laughs> it's um, it can be a very uh, it's very demanding, and you can become very obsessed very easily. Sure, but um, yeah, I feel like I am. I can be very A type personality. Mm-hmm. Just I, I like a lot of structure. I like things done a certain way, mm-hmm. and and that provided a lot of. Going, doing competitions provides a lot of structure. You have to be really disciplined. You have to have a schedule, and you and it. I thrived on it. So when you say schedule, you were getting up at what, like four thirty in the morning every morning. Four fifteen. Four fifteen. So yeah. working. So first of all, mom of two little ones, mm-hmm. working full time, running your own salon, like your own business, right? Mm-hmm. And training to do bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. So your day starts mm-hmm. at 4.15 in the morning. 4.15. Um, I would be... That would basically leave me 15 minutes to get up, get my clothes on, and maybe grab something to eat, and then head to the gym. I'd be there by 4.55. And then um, I'd work out for at least an hour to an hour and a half come home, um, get ready for work, um, help the babies get some food and, mm-hmm. and get ready for if they were going to school or if they were going to their, you know, whoever's watching them that day. Mm-hmm. And then I would head to work and typically work a full day, mm-hmm. sometimes more than that. Sometimes my days could be 12 hours. And then um, come home and hopefully I would see the kids. Yeah, of course. And, um, and then do it all over again. I would do, you know, I mean, I would spend, a, you know, a couple hours decompressing, cooking, because with uh, working out and bodybuilding, there's a lot of food involved. Yeah, because you have, so. like, six meals a day or mm-hmm. something like that. So how do you, I have a few questions for you. So, like, with the meal prep, do you have someone telling you, especially pre-competition, like, this is what you have to eat, this yes. is your, okay. Yeah. So you typically, with, with bodybuilding, you've got somebody telling you, training you, mm-hmm. um, and you have a nutritionist, mm-hmm. but somebody who is specialized in, in competitions, because mm-hmm. a nutritionist versus like a, a, a bodybuilding um, nutritionist is mm-hmm. completely different. Got it, okay. Um, because, you know, you're, you've got a certain, when you have a certain goal, mm-hmm. you have to eat a certain way, but they have to 
you know, based on how your body reacts, your body type, um, what type of competing you're doing yeah. is all based on what you're eating. So what was the competition you went into so that did, you won first place, by the way? So, so I did figure. Okay. And so there's uh, there's bikini, mm -hmm. then the next level up is figure, and then there's physique, and then there was bodybuilding, but they, they don't do women's bodybuilding anymore because oh. it's just too much. Okay. Um, but Like too much strain on a woman's body? Or? Yeah, women are not supposed to really look like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it became a thing where it's just not desired. Okay. So now they have, well, there's a couple other things in between there. Like there's, um, but you don't see that a whole lot. You see it more in, in the pro shows. There's um, something called fitness, mm -hmm. um, where I believe that's between bikini and figure. Mm -hmm. But I did figure, so um, because I am, my body composition is I'm, a, I'm just stronger I'm built I'm a, a little bit bigger naturally mm -hmm. so um, it was that's designed for women more like me other mm. than like like a bikini show as someone who's naturally very lean mm. and just very tiny and petite yeah so um, yeah we chose for me to do the figure and it was awesome yeah it was a good experience yeah I just, it just bottles my mind how much discipline goes into it. And your exercise routine, so you're in the gym for an hour, what are you doing? Is it mostly like weightlifting? Is it's it every all, day is different? It's, it's all weightlifting. Okay. Um, so a lot, a lot of women are really scared to lift weights, like free weights. Yeah. Yeah. And they're afraid that they're going to get too big and build too much muscle. Mm -hmm. um, but And there's a lot of men too, like when I go to the gym, usually like with the free weights, it's dominated by men. So mm -hmm. that makes sense too, like you might be intimidated. intimidated. Yeah. For sure, I was there, I was absolutely there. Um, and then you get, I mean you get over that once you know what you're doing. But um, yeah, it's a lot of weightlifting. It's a lot of, I wouldn't say a lot of machine work, um, but you don't do, when you're building up to a show, you don't do a whole ton of cardio. Mm. And then when you're like the last month, Mm -hmm. You do a ton of cardio to cut all that all that extra weight away, mm -hmm. and then um, when you're in that last month phase, mm -hmm. I was in the gym twice a day because I would have to do my lifting, mm -hmm. and then I would do cardio mm -hmm. after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I would work. Right. And then I would have to go back to the gym and do more cardio. Wow. So it, it's definitely something that you know I would say I it was. It's like a bucket list. Check it off the list. Yeah. It's fun. I did a second one. Yeah. The second one was a lot harder um, mentally for me. Mm -hmm. And I will never do it again. Really? <laughs> but it was, it was great to do and experience. But yeah. Yeah. And now I just am in the gym because I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. What? So how did you get to the point where you mentioned like in terms of being intimidated and going into like that area that's dominated by men lifting free weights? When did you feel comfortable going in there, feeling like you got this, you know exactly what you're doing, and you're just gonna do your thing, and who cares if people are staring at you? Oh, it was probably, probably somewhere between my first and second show. Okay. Um, where I had spent significant time in the gym, and yeah. on the gym floor, and in front of the weights, and mm -hmm. um, I think you just get to a point where um, you just don't care what other people think and you're just, you know, 
you've been instructed long enough where mm-hmm. you basically know what you're doing. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you're at the same gym for a long time, mm-hmm. you become friends with everyone. Sure. And yeah. so it becomes, that becomes more comfortable because yeah. now you are friendly with people mm-hmm. and you're not, it's not like one of those things where you're just staring back at each other. Like, don't yeah. look at me. Yeah, totally. Um, totally. and then if you are doing something wrong or you don't know how to do something mm-hmm. or you have a question, you, you know, people help each other. So it becomes, it becomes a community yeah. and a family. So um, I think it's just a matter of finding somebody if you're looking for, um, if you're wanting to get on the gym floor and actually do some weights, you, mm-hmm. you know, you find a friend mm-hmm. that knows what they're doing mm-hmm. and you ask them to help you and then you, you know, you start to get more comfortable and you start to make friends and mm-hmm. it just becomes more, um, more comfortable over time. And you haven't, so I've known you forever, um, since high school, but you weren't always this, um, you you weren't always this comfortable when it came to, like, going to the gym, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you have always been athletic, but I feel like there was a moment where it kind of shifted, where you got way more into it. So, what, how did that shift happen? Like, what came about where you were like, this is... Because I got to tell you, like, everyone who looks at you is like, damn, that girl works out. She looks awesome. Like, what is tips, tricks? Like, tell me everything. You carry yourself so well. Like, you're so disciplined. Seriously, like, you inspire me to work out. Yeah, you inspire a lot of people to work out. But I think what's even more inspiring is that you made that decision because you weren't just born with this body, right? You work your butt off to get this body. Mm -hmm. So what... What went like? What light went off, or what inspired you to just start this whole journey? My kids. Yeah. Okay. It was hundred percent my kids. I um and so. Well, and mental health actually. Mm. My kids and mental health. Mm -hmm. If I had to pinpoint it exactly, but after I had Malachi. Um, I, was just so you know he was my second. Yeah. And I felt so down and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I didn't, I didn't look at myself and think you're overweight. You don't look good. I even look back at pictures now and think, you know, I wasn't, I didn't look bad. No, you were Um, fabulous. Yeah. But I, um, needed to do something for myself Mm -hmm. because I was a full-time working mom of two kids. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, my husband was in ministry and I just felt like I didn't have my own thing Mm. and I needed to feel good about myself because I was just like, I'm doing, I just felt like I was in a rut and I was just giving of myself to everybody and not giving back to myself. Yeah, totally. So I, at first I actually tried CrossFit Mm -hmm. and I was, that was really intimidating to me. And then I was, I got really scared. I was like, I'm going to hurt myself. So then I started trying all these different, um, like group workout things mm-hmm. like um, I tried Orange Theory and then there was um, I don't know a couple other things where you're in group classes yeah and it's a lot of um, you know they had some free weights but it's mostly cardio yeah and I hate cardio <laughs> I hate cardio <laughs> yeah so um, so I think I, initially it was because I wanted to do something for myself and feel better about myself mm-hmm. and then I realized as time went on the more I worked out mm-hmm. and the better I ate the better I felt mentally, the more stable I felt. Mm-hmm. And um, I just kept going with it. Mm-hmm. And then um, in a matter of probably two or three weeks, I had multiple trainers because at one point I was working out at a 
few different places. Mm-hmm. Um, I had multiple trainers ask me if I had either competed before or ever thought about competing. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what that meant. Mm-hmm. So then I started, you know, looking into that. And then the, that's around that same time, um, I met my trainer, who is the one that put me through all the competitions. Mm. And um, it just was kind of like everything just fell into place. And then when, um, you know, over the years of training and working out and learning more and more and more about nutrition and working out, you know, you, you tweak things, you alter things, and you learn more about, you know, what you should be eating and what it does for you mm-hmm. and how it helps you, you know, it helps your brain and helps your gut and the br- gut and brain connection and all this health stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the more I became just obsessed with um, how good I was feeling. Yeah. yeah. And um, I was sleeping better. Mm-hmm. And um, I felt like I was able to just deal with life better. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was a teenager, I mean, sometime when we were in high school, mm-hmm. um, I was I started taking antidepressants, mm-hmm. and I had been on them my whole life. Mm-hmm. One you know one way, shape, or form, I was on something. Sure. And um, <clears throat> through the years of learning how to eat properly and taking care of myself, mm-hmm. I was able to stop taking medication because wow. f- your food is medicine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and I've never felt better. So wow. that's why I say mentally, Yes, it's helped me um, better control my, um, my everything. Yeah. Health, health-wise. Yeah. From, well, you know. Yeah. From feeling better to, you know, mental stability to sleeping better and all that. Well, absolutely. I mean, working out in general, you, it's an, it's, it's been proven working out makes you feel better overall, mentally, emotionally, physically. Any doctor will tell you, you know, if you're in a slump, go outside, get some fresh air, right? Like exercise. Mm -hmm. And I think too, having, having that as your own passion point, as your own personal thing that you have and you can hold on to of course that's motivation to go yeah which is why you mm-hmm. look fabulous and you keep doing it and you're a rock star and you're like inspiration um what does Eliana say about all this your little girl when she sees her mom like winning competitions and working out like what does she say about all this she thinks it's great yeah um, my I'm very I'm ex- almost to a fault, um, extremely aware of how I present myself and how I talk about mm. myself or yeah. the body and with her, in front of her, yeah. around her, mm-hmm. um, especially with the society that we live in. Mm-hmm. I don't want her to feel like just because mommy might work out and look a certain way doesn't mm-hmm. mean that somebody else who doesn't and looks a different way mm-hmm. is, is any less. Sure. Yeah. And I want her to love herself Mm -hmm. the way she is and not feel like, you know, Mm -hmm. oh, I have to eat this way. I have to work out. Mm -hmm. That, so I don't, she knows I go to the gym Mm -hmm. and, um, but I don't ever really talk about it. She Mm -hmm. knows I've competed. Mm -hmm. um, But in the home, I'm just, we eat healthy. We Mm -hmm. talk about red light foods, yellow light foods, and green light foods. Mm -hmm. That's how I describe nutrition to her Mm. and you know we're very I'm very lenient I you know I we go have ice cream we go have fun we do things and so Mm -hmm. I don't want her to um feel like um 
she has to be a certain way to be to be loved or accepted. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm really careful about how I, um, t- like I don't ever talk negatively about myself. Um, even if I'm having a down day and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, I gained five pounds this week or whatever it is. Like yeah. I don't, ever, we never talk about weight, nothing like that. That's awesome. Um, but she, uh, she, I'm just, I mean, we talk about, getting out and having fun and going on hikes and Mm -hmm. getting outside and running around and getting dirty and that's right now like that's all that matters is her being active to you know Mm -hmm. to have fun Mm -hmm. and implementing you know that sports are fun and it's a great way to you know team build and keep yourself healthy and Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff but um, yeah yeah it doesn't it doesn't rule our our home I love that because kids really adapt to what they're, I mean, they model after their parents, right? So she sees you and everyone in your family eating healthy, exercising. I mean, that's just how everyone really mm-hmm. should live a healthy life, right? But mm-hmm. I, I'm so happy to hear it has nothing to do with, like, the pounds. Because with bodybuilding, I mean, part of it is, like, tracking, like, in terms of the, the muscle mass you're gaining, etc. But... Mm-hmm. When it comes to just, like, every day, if you're not in a competition, you know, really it's just about living mm-hmm. your best yeah. as you can, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I really don't know how you found time for all of this um, on top of owning your own business and making me look like this, by the <laughs> way. I never look this fabulous, usually. Um, don't even know how to curl my hair. It's true. Um, so... Because you've been working in hair since, what, you were six? T- no. Well, we, I, when we graduated high school, yeah. I went straight into beauty school. Right. So, but you were um, working in, like, salons and stuff, too. I, yeah, I did work yeah. in a salon when we were in high school. Um, yeah. Uh, it was a pu- it was a beauty supply. Oh, that's right. With a salon in the back. That's right. Um, so, I mean, I knew that I wanted to do hair since we were little. Yeah. Um, well, you were doing my hair in high school. Oh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> And for for dances. Yeah, for dances. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I always look so good. That's so funny. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, yeah, so, you know, I we I went straight to beauty school after we graduated, and um, I got into my first salon when I was 19, mm-hmm. and then I assisted for a couple of few years while I was transitioning into being a full-time stylist myself, mm-hmm. and then... Um, I worked there for probably, gosh, I think I, maybe five years, um, and then I moved on and worked at my next salon for about five or six years, and then when I came to Sola is when um, it kind of, it, it transitions you into being able to have your own space where you run everything yourself as, as your own mini business, mm-hmm. so you know, you 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 know, you book all your own people, you mm-hmm. stock all your own products, you know, you sell all your own products and, mm-hmm. you know, you have to have a business license and a retail license and all that, all the stuff, mm-hmm. but just mm-hmm. on a smaller scale, mm-hmm. which is nice for someone who has a family and right. doesn't need to be, you know, extending herself beyond, <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. So, yeah. It was a great, it's been awesome. Yeah. I love it. Because now you're not only working in Southern California and Costa Mesa, but you're also working in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Where in Tennessee are you? So town? we're just outside of Nashville. Okay. In a town called Murfreesboro. Okay. So it's about 30 minutes south of the city. Okay. Um, so if you want hair like this. 
Yes. Yeah. So I live in Murfreesboro, but I work in Nolansville. Got it. So um, it would be kind of comparatively to like, you know, Huntington Beach versus Fountain Valley. Okay. That's so the neighboring town. Got it. Uh, super cute, quaint. Um, I believe it was established in the 1700s. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what the sign says. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, it's awesome. So uh, we've been in Tennessee for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I took the first year to really focus on being mom. Sure. Because, as you kind of explained, I've always been very busy. And yeah. where did you find the time? Well, yeah. that was a big problem, is living in California, it was very hard to um, financially su- survive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So um, I was working a ton, and I needed time to re- kind of feel like I gained time back with the kids. Yeah, of course. So I spent the first our first year in Tennessee not working. Mm-hmm. And then um, every month, every five weeks, I would fly out. I do still fly into California, mm-hmm. work for a week, and then fly home. Mm-hmm. And that allow, has allowed me to spend as much time as I have been at home. Yeah. But now I'm working in Nolensville, which is great. I'm working three half days, and it's it, the kids are in school, so why not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little extra cash yeah. never, never yeah. hurts. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm still astounded at all of your achievements and how you really put yourself out there. I mean, you know, this podcast is called strength and vulnerability and not only I think personally for you to be vulnerable, allow yourself to get up on stage and win bodybuilding competitions, but also really put yourself out there and start your own salon. That's like a huge step, like venturing out, starting your own thing. Like you own this, all your clients come to you for a reason. Like you are amazing. So, um, of course, no, I just had to note that because that's, I, I truly, I mean, I only interview women who I think have something positive to contribute, you know, to their family, to the world. And I think, um, what you're contributing and teaching women by the act of doing is really strong. So like you live by example, what, you know, what you practice, what you preach. So, um, with that, how, how would somebody find you? So if they wanted to find you, I know in terms of workouts, that's just your own passion point. Um, if you do ever get into the training, field, which I really hope you get in there because I would want you to train me um, because you know everything. Um, But if somebody is looking to get their hair done and they are in Tennessee or they are in Southern California, how do they reach out to you? How do they find you? Um, Well, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Instagram is probably, I guess it would be the easiest to find me. What's your... Um, It's hair by Chris Norris. Chris with a K. So Um, K-R-I-S. Norris. Norris. Okay. Yeah, like Chuck Norris. easy okay um and uh yeah you can message me shoot me a text my all my info is on there um yeah cool yeah that's it um well thank you thanks for taking the time thanks for making me look like this well thank you yeah and thanks for joining (laughs) um yeah this was great i really appreciate it of course thank you If you liked the podcast, please subscribe, leave a comment, and check out some of my other videos. I hope to see you again soon.